My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Doctor Nomtanda Zodube or Citizens Nomtanda Zosaubona. Good to have you with us, so thank you for waking up so early. Thank you so much for the invite, I really appreciate it. But you are used to waking up early, I mean, somebody who used to study at 2 a.m. when the rest of us are trying to dream of the lottery. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, those you know those days uh, etched in my memory. They were, yeah, they 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 were they the best and the worst days of my life actually. <laughs> the very best because we are proud of you. That much we must tell you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. How has it been? Um, you know, being uh, made the first black female neurosurgeon at Sefakomakato Health Science University. You know, it's been amazing. It's um, it's changed a lot, but but it's really been amazing because it just um, it goes to show that we can do so much. You know, um, you don't realize how much strength you have, and you don't know how much you can do until it's done. So now, it, you know, other people can look at me and say, "I can also do it." So it's just been it's been a, it's been an amazing journey. But it's also been a very difficult journey. One of the most difficult journeys that I've ever been through, actually. Because of us males, eh? Oh, you guys, you guys, eh? Hey? Um, yes. <laughs> not, not all males, but, you know, I will not generalize. There's some really good guys out there, but there's some, some really challenging people out there as well. <laughs> there were a few of us who were misbehaving. Yes, they were. Um, one in particular, but yes, they were. <laughs> Have you seen that person lately who just was, was on a mission to put you down? I have, actually. Um, you know, the thing about people that um, that do things like that is that sometimes they don't realize that they're doing it or they just um, don't acknowledge it or don't acknowledge you. So I have seen him and he's still... Um, He's still the same person that he is, you know. He still disregards me most of the time. Yeah, well, I see. Probably out of embarrassment. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> now, your <laughs> encounter with the brain at close quarters. Please paint a picture for us. Okay, so I was a young intern, and I had been invited um, by a friend of mine who was then a neurosurgeon's assistant one weekend. And I went to theatre and I was wearing high heels. I had no idea um, what neurosurgery operations entailed. And I went to theatre and we were operating on a guy. The minute the skull came off and I saw the brain and it was this beautiful, beautiful thing. And it was pulsating. And I looked at him and I thought, wow, I want to do this. I can tell you, if I was in your shoes... The scalp came off. The scalp came off, and the brain was pulsating. I would have dropped flat on the floor, probably needing a diaper. <laughs> no, you wouldn't 
have, I promise you, it's one of the most beautiful things. It's also one of the most fascinating things because you realize that you're actually looking at somebody's brain. You know, this is the organ that controls most of the functions in somebody's body and you're looking at it and you can actually touch it. So I don't think you would have time to remember to think you'd be so fascinated with the organ. <laughs> I'll probably be asking for my mother after that. <laughs> Hopefully not. We, we hope we hope doctors don't faint when um, when they're in theatre. <laughs> because I, I, I think the way people looked at things, neurosurgery, highly specialized, highly critical, and probably delicate. It is. It is yeah. what it is. It is to you what uh, tax is to people trying to do become accounting. Absolutely, absolutely. How did you get um, it right? Was it the hard work? Obviously, we know you're a smart student. I mean, you were acing your grades, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> um, so it's a combination of things. Um, it's definitely hard work. The training is rigorous. You know, um, you it's long hours. It's long hours reading, but it's long hours in theatre. Um, like I said, our operations are very long. So when you get there um, and you start as a registrar, um, you have to be on top of things. So besides being in theatre all day, you have to come back and make sure that you've read about um, what you've done and you've read about what you're going to do tomorrow. You get given homework every day. Um, so it, it, it's a lot of work. And obviously knowing that you're going to be dealing with human life and knowing specifically that you're going to be dealing with people's brains, um, you have to, you know, you have to be on top of things. You have to um, make sure that you've studied this. Um, surgery is about anatomy. So you have to make sure that you know what the structure of the brain is. You have to know what the function of the brain is. And that entails a lot. It's a small organ, but... It has a lot of functions, you know. Um, so there's a lot of reading around it. And there's nothing that beats hard work. So, you know, you know when I listen to you, Dr. Tube, I just hear yeah. that the word error doesn't exist in your vocabulary. Which word, sorry? The word error. It doesn't exist in your vocab. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. Um we, as neurosurgeons, as much as we try to be the best that we can, and we always be the best that we can, yeah. we're human, you know. Um, we're, not, we're not supernatural. We, we're very human, and as humans, we will make errors, you know. Um, so the, 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 I guess what we are taught is to minimize errors, is to try and make sure that you don't make errors. But as a human being, you know, I'm not perfect. Yeah. One of ten black women in this field and one of three coming from KZN. Yes. Uh, your assessment, what should the statistics look like? Oh, the statistics, we, we, it should be one to one. There should be one, one male for every one female neurosurgeon, ideally, um, because we all are capable of each other. You know, there's, there's, there's no one who's better at uh, any job, um, gender-wise, more than the other one. So ideally, it should be one to one. You describe in a, in, in a ideal situation. <laughs> yes, yes. You describe the best part about your 
demanding and highly specialized job as seeing your patients happier after an operation and able to recover. Yes, that's, you know, there's nothing as rewarding as that. In fact, I often um, tell my friends that I'll be sitting in, in, in the clinic. So on um, clinic days, we see new patients and we see, you know, patients that have been discharged. And I always even joke with the patients and I'll say to them, you know, they'll come in and you can see the scar. You can see the scar on the throat where we had the breathing tube. You can see the, the scar on their, you know, on their head. And I always say to them, as when, when you came in, you were, you know, in a coma or whatever the case is. And, the, and I tell them that you know that I operated you. And often the person is like, no, I didn't know. And you're like, yeah, you know, I'm so happy to see you. So those are the stories that make us happy. You know, when the patient walks in and you can see, you know, that after everything, patient came in in a coma and the patient now is walking and talking and they're able to go back to their lives. Yes, there's a lot of rehabilitation afterwards, but, you know, the fact that they have their life and that they are talking to you and that they're able to function, that is the best reward um, for anyone. I can just imagine someone much older than you who comes from your area could have, been, could have gone, Oh, Uncle you cut me up. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, man, I have blonde hair. Um, I've, 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 I've had blonde hair throughout my training. So, you know, there's always been that thing that I'm short, I'm blonde, and I'm a black woman. So initially when I walk in, um, into casualty and as a family, you know, it all gives me that look, you know. And um, I remember the one family, after I operated on their father and he recovered, then they came to the clinic and um, the young lady says to, um, says to the sisters, um, the, my daughter is ginger. And the sister's like, oh, that's a ginger. Yes, a ginger one. And then she comes in and she, she was telling everybody, this is our doctor's doctor, can I take a selfie with you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the ginger doctor. <laughs> the ginger doctor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dr. David, tell me this now. You, you have the gift of the gab. Um, on a scale 1 to 10, <laughs> what are the chances you could, have, you could have ended up in Parliament as a politician? Um, zero. <laughs> really? I, I've never thought about it. <laughs> never ever thought about it. Um, maybe I should, hey? But I've, I've, I've never thought about it. You never know. You never know, hey? You never know. I mean, everything is still on your side. You don't look a day older than 30, so, you know, it's looking good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your morning routine, doctor. I mean, you used to be studying at at at, at two a.m., mm-hmm. not giving up, mm-hmm. and have given mm-hmm. up a lot of things, social life, yes. and all the yes. pleasures of life. And somehow you've you, yes. you, uh, you you've made education fashionable mm-hmm. and impactful, which is fantastic. Thank you. I, I, I Thank hope you. a lot of people can you know take a leaf from your book, but then. When you wake up in the morning, what, what do you do and what keeps you going? Okay, so um, one of the things that, that I started doing because I would wake up and I would be so depressed and, you know, you feel sorry for yourself when you're waking up in the morning. So one of the things that I started back then and that I've continued doing is I have a gratitude journal. So I'd wake up and I'd pull out my gratitude journal before I go on social media, before I check my emails, uh, messages, whatever. 
<clears throat> is um, I'll take out my journal and I'd write three to five things that I'm grateful for before, you know, I do anything. And I found that that, that motivated me. And then what I would do um, at the time as well is that then I would post a, um, uh, an affirmation um, on my Instagram or on my Facebook. And I found that that, that you know, that made my day start a little bit better, especially um, the gratitude. And any chance of uh, publishing that channel? I don't know. It's, <laughs> I've never said, so you're giving me so many ideas this morning. <laughs> These are not the things I ever thought about doing. I thought it's just personal. I'm going to keep it on the side of my bed. <laughs> Because really, I mean, highly successful people, obviously, um, mm-hmm. someone like you most probably needs an outlet from time to time. Hence, mm-hmm. I suppose the journal works, but, you know, yes. you, you do need that outlet to be able to keep your balance, as it were. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, you, um, you do. Um, and that's why I, I'm not all work, um, all work and no play. Um I have, you know, I, I, I have quite a healthy social life, if, if I could um, say for myself. Um, I enjoy, you know, reading, but more than that, I enjoy theater. I love going to watch um, live performances, theater. Um, I read, I walk, um, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Um, so those, those are some of the outlets for me. Please talk to us about support because uh, one has picked up that uh, you had a very solid support structure um, from family, from your teachers, from colleagues, and and even way back in school. Just talk to us about that. You know, I don't think it would be possible to to have gone this training, um, through this training rather, um, without the, the support that I had. So um, throughout school, I've had, you know, some of the most fantastic teachers. But more than that, I think I've got a very fantastic family. Um, my parents are very supportive. And I always talk about how I think for like the first three years, my parents had no idea what I was studying. They would ask me every, every time I came home, so what exactly do you do? You know, but they were very supportive. And I'd always have to describe to them. So it was only right until the end where they knew exactly what I do. But, you know, my brother and my sister, they, you know, very supportive. My sister lives close to me. So um, I could always call her and cry or whatever the case might be. But my friends as well. I have probably a group of friends that are very, very patient. Um, when we would go on holiday together, I would bring all my books. And they knew there's a specific time um, where I would be in the room sitting and I would be reading and they will leave me, go wherever and then come back and search me when I'm ready, you know, to join them um, in whatever activity. But I have a prof um, who was so supportive of me. He said to me that you are going to become a neurosurgeon. I am going to produce a female neurosurgeon um, in the time that I'm a professor. And he did. And he's always, every time where I would go to him and I would say, Prof, this is too hard, he says, no, um, you're not going anywhere. And what do you need? You know, tell me what you need and I will help you. Um, I work with 19 guys at the moment. Once um, the gentleman that was very mean to me, once he left, I was left with a group of really, really fantastic colleagues. 
I mean, to this day, these guys are very respectful of me. They never made me feel like I'm a woman. You know, they come to me, Dr. Dewey, can you please take me to theater? Can you please teach me this? You know, if if I come in and I don't say anything, Dr. Dewey, can you please ask me questions? Can you please make sure that I'm ready for the exam? So I've really, really, really had the most amazing support structure. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for meantime, what do you do? In the meantime, I am now a specialist neurosurgeon. So I work at the George Mokari Academic um, Hospital in Harangua, Pretoria. Um, there I provide neurosurgical um, services. So basically I operate, uh, I teach registers, I teach students <clears throat> when it after patients. I've sort of dipped my toe into private practice, but I haven't moved yet. Um, still working, you know, in the government sector. Yes, and I, I don't know if we can afford to lose you to the private sector. You know? <laughs> hey, you... We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Hopefully, you're training somebody to 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 hold locum for you, in in case it gets very busy. Yeah, that's why I haven't moved. You know, it's it, it's quite a decision. But you know, the problem with with, with obviously working in the state is uh, we have a problem with posts at the moment. You know, um, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of um, I don't know if I should call it red tape, but you know, we have we don't have enough posts for specialists. You know, so sometimes we are forced move into the private sector whether you know you want to or not Ish. Dr. Mm-hmm. Dubai, you're my rock star oh thank you so much you're my rock star <laughs> thank you. what a way to kick off the week <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> and and i can imagine i mean with, with that bubbly personality that you have <laughs> uh, patients somehow get rich like you know faster I hope so. I, I they say laughter is the best medicine. So I hope I hope um, the the personality and the laughter helps them to get better. <laughs> oh yes, it's, it's 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 the best mood you can ever ask for. Yes, no, absolutely. You are on social media, doctor. I am on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook as Namtanda Zaduva, and I'm on Instagram as Just Hands. Uh, just Tando. Just Tando. Uh, please spell that again for me, Doc. Okay. J U S T and Tans as in T H A N D Z. Ah, okay. Yes. Uh, my doctor, Mina, let me thank you for being uh, the ultimate Rechmaker. You know, you need thank this you. kind of energy to kick off the week. Monday has got nothing on us today. No, not at all. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. Thank you for rising up so early and thank you for, you know, holding the flag for ladies and every other young person who aspires to great things and especially those who are constantly being put down when they believe in their hearts that they can actually do it. Punch above your weight and, uh, you know, crack the ceiling and go through. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Doc. Have a fabulous day with your patients.
And thank you, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. That's a doctor. Namtanda's a dube. Neurosurgeon. Yeah, I tell you, uh, she says uh, the the brain was pulsating and it looked beautiful. I would have fainted, I promise you. That much. I know, I would have fainted. She was a get up and go. Influential. Doing well in her chosen field.